Good morning. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word of God given for our spiritual growth this morning comes from John 2, verses 1 through 11. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom, and he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of sign Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. So far the word of God. In our text this morning, Mary, Jesus, and his disciples were all at the wedding in Cana. Now, it's likely that Mary and Jesus were relatives of this happy couple somehow, or were at least close family friends with him. That's why we see Mary being so concerned over the lack of wine, and even having authority over the servants who were at the wedding. Now, a Jewish wedding celebration could last anywhere from one day to an entire week, and we're not told how long this one was. What we do know is that somewhere in the middle of it, the wine ran out. This would have been a great embarrassment to the couple. They had invited all these guests over to celebrate their wedding with them, and then they couldn't even provide enough wine for the celebration. Imagine, if you would, of inviting all your class over to your house, and you were going to prepare dinner for them. Well, maybe you and your parents were going to prepare dinner for them. And now, just as everyone is arriving you end up burning the main dish so bad that it's inedible. Now the evening's not going to be ruined. You're friends with the people in your class, and they're not going to judge you too harshly or anything for burning the meal. But it is going to be embarrassing, and you're going to have to think on your feet for how to provide a dinner for all these people. Mary did some quick thinking and came up with a solution involving Jesus. Her perfect son, who had never sinned, and surely had shown care and compassion growing up, would be able to solve the issue. And when the time came for Jesus to act, the servants obeyed his commands. Jesus turned over 120 gallons of plain water into wine. Now this was no magician's trick. There was no powder to add in to the water to make it wine. No, instead, this was a miraculous display of God's power providing for this couple in need. And he provided more than enough wine for the rest of the wedding. Well, Jesus might not be filling up the tubs in our houses with wine, but he blesses us with more than enough as well. More than any earthly blessing that God gives us, we need the forgiveness of sins. If God had done that for us and then nothing else, it would have been enough, and we would still owe him all praise, glory, and honor. But God does more. He provides us with blessings here on earth too. He gives us families, friends, homes, food, jobs or schools to go to, and much more, all because he loves us and really does want to provide for us.
Now, it's true that at times these earthly blessings may run out or run short. The wine at the wedding had to run out eventually. It wasn't everlasting wine. Surely it ran out sometime after the wedding. And we too have these earthly blessings run out or run short. We have friendships that end, whether for good or bad reasons. Budgets can get tight at times, and you might not feel like you have enough to afford everything that you want. Even families can be torn apart by sinful actions and the consequences of those sins. But through it all, God always finds a way to provide enough for you, and he gets you through those tough times, just as he promises in Hebrews 13.5, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God could have just saved us and given us faith, but he gives us blessings that are more than enough and that are better than the best. After Jesus had turned the water into wine, it was taken to the master of the feast. Now, if anyone at this wedding celebration could tell the difference between this new wine and the old wine that the couple had provided, it would be the master of the feast. It was his job to be in charge of things like that. Well, he confirmed that this new wine was much better than the old wine. So we learn that the very best wine that the bride and groom that the bride and groom had been able to provide was not as good as the wine that Jesus had provided. Jesus' wine was better than the best wine that the bride and groom could provide. Well, with us too, Jesus provides better than our best. Isaiah tells us that all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. The best that we can do is not good enough. But Jesus' blessing for us is better than our best. His life was better than ours, not in that he had it easier than us or anything, but in that he lived the best life, a perfect life, a life empty of sin. Now, we're almost a month into the new year here, and that means that millions, if not billions, of New Year's resolutions have been made and probably broken already. Now, New Year's resolution, no matter what kind, is almost guaranteed to be some version of the resolution, be better. If you want to be healthier, you can be better at exercising and be better at choosing what to eat. If you want to be a better saver, you can be better at putting some money away every week. Well, the list goes on and on, and that's fine for us. As long as we're making these New Year's resolutions uh, with the right attitude. Pastor Rail reminded us in the January Spokesman article that any resolution that's made just for the betterment of ourselves is not a resolution worth having. But instead, we want it to be a resolution that betters our Christian faith, that betters us as Christians, and isn't done for us, but is done to the glory of God. So, with all of our actions. Well, Jesus Christ didn't have to make any be better resolutions, because he was already the best. He lived 33 years as the best man on earth. And he became the best sacrifice for our sins on the cross because God demanded the best to make up for the world's worst. His gift to us, the blessing he earned for us, the forgiveness of sins, is the best. And he gives us other bests as well. All the gifts that we receive from him are better than the world's best. We are given the best family sitting around us right here, right now. 
a family of believers that believes and trusts in Jesus as their one and only Savior from sin. We have the best things here on earth, not because they're necessarily the most expensive or the most trendy or the nicest, but because they're given to us by our Heavenly Father in Heaven, who knows exactly what gifts we need and when. Yes, He gives us the best of things for us at the best times. And best of all, He gives the forgiveness of sins for all. Amen. Today we'll be singing the first two stanzas of hymn 895. The first two stanzas of hymn 895.